Welcome to the Confident Couples Podcast, episode 25. On today's episode, we're taking a quick ride on our time machine back to 2002. We'll share a bit of our history as high school sweethearts, but mostly we want to share what spending our entire adult lives together has taught us about change. Let's get to it. Do any of these sound familiar to you? I have Complicated by Avril Lavigne. I have Lose Yourself by Eminem. I have Foolish by Ashanti. Ready, set, go. Name that year. Shit. No? (laughs) I don't remember the year. It was the year we started dating 2002. No need to Google. I'll just save you. And these songs are all important because I don't know if you remember the first thing you ever gave me. I do. I know where you're going. <gasps> you do? Tell me. It was a mix CD. A burn CD. A burn CD. Not even a mixtape. No, past mixtape, but somewhere before like an iPod. So 2002, as I'm a freshman in high school, my new love interest, Bud Dunn, gives me a beautiful gift, a burned CD made just for me, for me to listen to during computers class when we were allowed to wear headphones. We used to have those. That was when we watched or when we listened to music on those Sony Walkmans and it was like, you're the real deal if you have the anti-skip kind. Oh, yes, the anti-skip. So you could run with it in one of those crazy fanny packs and listen to music while running. I run with that thing. It's probably knee surgeries have been done because of the way that thing waits. Oh, my gosh. off people's <laughs> gait. Thankfully, we're a long time past that. But I do love our 2002 memories, and that's what we're talking about today. I promise we'll get somewhere past our high school reminiscing today. <laughs> One of the questions we Maybe get a not. lot, though, is about being high school sweethearts and being together for so long and how that works and what that's like. And honestly, I don't know a different life, so... We can just describe what it's like and share a little bit. And hopefully there's a couple takeaways in here since we've been together 2002. That's 17 17 years years. this year. I know the years, just not the year it started. I should be able to figure that out from math, but you know, not (laughs) math didn't learn me up good. (laughs) You're probably in math class (laughs) writing me notes. So let's paint a beautiful picture 2002, I was a freshman in high school and Bud was a sophomore. I was just... I had my driver's license. Major difference maker. Yes, it was a big deal. I was almost 15, which feels really weird to say now because I'm so much older than that. And I looked at 15-year-olds and I'm like, oh my gosh, they shouldn't be allowed to date. They shouldn't even be allowed out of their house. So it's kind of weird to think how young we were looking back. But that's when we first started dating, and Bud made his beautiful burn CD for me. I made my move. The first kiss. Oh, my gosh. Let's not (laughs) share too many details. We never know if our parents will listen to this. So we start dating at about 15 and 16. And I would like to say I really think that things for us always went pretty well. 
Bud always tried really hard or his mom taught him to try really hard during <laughs> holidays, birthdays, Valentine's Day, and really pushed him to be someone who was good to date. And I appreciate her for that. I got glowing recommendations from your brother. Like she could do worse. That's right. When which my, was awesome. My parents glowing. called my older brother who was in college and was kind of like, do you know this Bud Dunn guy? And Paul says, yeah, she could do worse. I think that'd be like the equivalent of like three and a half stars on TripAdvisor. Probably. <laughs> Won't kill you. But probably didn't want his sister to be dating at 15 anyway. Well, Paul knew me because we went to high school together too. So I knew the family and knew you and, you know, we hung out a lot. And then I saw you walking down the hallway and was like, man, that's somebody I want to date. <laughs> And Miss Sarah Durkee is smoking hot. Oh, no. <laughs> and I think we can all guess about Bud that when he decides he wants something, he does not rest about it. So he was definitely the, the one in charge of this relationship, but I didn't really fight him for it. We started dating pretty, <laughs> pretty quickly, and we dated all through high school. We even took some classes together and worked together. We'd I needed help in school. And that I was liked what I helping. Needed. That was what I needed help with. <laughs> and when Sarah, you know, because I'm dyslexic, and when Sarah started helping me, I remember the first, there's like the first real thing that we worked on together was an English paper. And I asked for your help, and you printed it off. We redlined it all over the place. You're a very brilliant writer. And you gave it back to me, and I looked at it, and I was like, what is this? Like, this isn't helping me. She was supposed to do all of this. And I wanted to teach him and be like, oh, commas go here. And this word is wrong and make him learn by correcting his own essay on the computer. So I tried to correct it and probably only did half of it right. And we, you know, did this a couple of times. And then Sarah finally gave up and was like, OK, he's just like this. He's not going to learn as much <laughs> as I try. So eventually I started helping to actually edit his papers on the computer. I still try to avoid effect and effect uh, like the plague. Oh, just, just like don't even use them. Stay away from them or any version of there. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we dated all through high school. We never broke up and it came time to go to college. And Bud was a year ahead of me in school. He started looking at colleges and I still remember the day we were sitting in his car and he said, I think I'm going to go to this school in Ohio and will you go with me? I honestly remember feeling like it was almost a marriage proposal because <laughs> I knew if we went to college together and I went to this school mostly because you were going there, then I was committed. Like this is a real thing. And this was about the same time, and I might not be remembering this right, but this is how I remember this story, was that my mom, when I told her I was thinking about going to Tiffin because Bud went there, she said to me, are you sure you don't want to try dating anyone else? And I don't remember being offended by that. I think I understood that came from a really good place of like, do you realize you've dated the same person for four years already, or I guess maybe three years? and are you sure that there isn't anything else, anyone else you want to date or anything else you want to do? And I just remember saying to her, he has always been so nice to me. He has always treated me well. I don't understand why I would end that 
to go explore and see if other people would actually be nice to me too. Like that seems really dumb. So I said, I think we've got a good thing going and I can't really imagine going anywhere else. And so we went to college together too. Thank God you did. It was great. I loved it the was, school. It was great. We and no regrets. Together. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely no regrets. It was a small school like I wanted to go to. And eventually I got my return favor because since Bud had decided where we went to college, <laughs> I suggested that maybe we take an adventure and I dragged him along to that. So that's not 100% accurate that you dragged me, but you you had gotten in your head that you were going to go to Europe to study abroad for a semester, and you had informed me that you were, hey, I'm going to go to Europe or to somewhere and join one of the study abroad programs. We could have gone to like seven or eight different countries. Yeah. You hadn't really nailed down which one you were going to go to. And I think I like immediately whipped my head around and was like, I'm going. Which was awesome. And part of the story I remember where you were like, like, why do you want to go? And in my head, I'm like, am I letting you backpack or migrate around Europe or tour Europe without me? Like, hell no, is that happening? <laughs> I successfully navigated and negotiating getting you out of our hometown down to college, and I was not going to let you export yourself to Europe just to lose you that way. No way. Which is, it totally makes sense to me, <laughs> and I'm so glad you did because we had such a good time, so many memories. We tri did so much travel together. We learned how to travel together and really solve a lot of problems. With no cell phone. We learned how to travel with no cell phone for four months. Nobody had smartphones yet at the time, but we were pretty used to having a cell phone where we could call each other anytime. So that was a totally different experience, and I'm so glad we did that. And I think maybe that's just an example for us of taking adventures together and keeping things fresh and knowing that when you're together for a long time and really you're the only person you've ever dated – you have to do some things to keep reinventing. So I think that that was one of the things that that travel and that trip taught me. Well, when you're in a long-term relationship, like we're eclipsing 17, 18 years now, and when you kind of get past five, six, 10 years, you're growing up together. No matter what age you are, you are growing up together. And for us, we just grew up together at a really young age. For others, it may be you're growing up together when you got married or got started dating when you're 20 or 30 or 35 or 40 or whatever it is, but that we have grown up together from adolescence and have changed a lot together through that process. And I think that's really fun for us because we've evolved along the way together and become closer and haven't separated. That's really interesting, actually. You saying that right now makes me think about this for the first time. And here's a thought. Maybe the fact that we got together so young is what's helped us to be really accepting of us changing in our personalities, in our experiences, in our roles. I think there is a lot of expectation when you go from age 15 to age 32 that you're going to change a lot. And we certainly have. And I wonder if 
we seem to get along okay and accept change in each other because we were together during a formative time where change is expected, where maybe it's a little bit harder when you get together in adulthood and experience change because you think the person you're marrying will stay the same for the rest of your relationship. And we had no expectation of that. I remember when we were in our adolescence and I had, I wouldn't say somebody who would be super close, but was a family friend that was just like, you know, you guys are going to change and the likelihood of you two staying together is relatively slim. And I, you know, they weren't being big naysayers, but it wasn't a definitely the most like, rah, rah, you can do this thing you could say. And it was, for me, it just stuck with me of like, if I want this to continue to work with Sarah, and I had the same thought process, she's always treated me well, she's always been there for me, we've always had fun together, we've always loved to communicate around it. It was just easy, and it was a great time to always hang out together. If I want to continue down that path, I have to grow with her, not to appease her, in a growth, but to grow with her and to learn and to also let her grow as well and not be stagnant. I've, for some reason, caught that at the right time in the right moment and have remembered it. And I know that that helped us get through the things that, you know, some roadblocks and challenges that had happened through later in high school, college, first years of our marriage, and will continue to serve us well into the future. That's so cool. I've honestly never thought about that, that we really are very accepting of change. That's what's so fun to sit down and reflect like this a little bit, because we definitely have changed a lot, realized a lot about ourselves and each other. And we're always open to that happening more, probably because we were together as we grew up. And I don't remember which episode it was that we talked about this, but where I told the story about the event and where you wanted your new car. And this was for me, like probably sharing with with you and and our listeners that this is how I accept change in action of that like the dynamics are changing. In this sense, it was an economic change, and Sarah was earning more money, and that she's got every right to ask for a new vehicle as much as I do. That I have to be open to that evolution and change and ebb and flow just like I do with the social aspect, with the economic aspect of our marriage as well. So that's something that like have, that's in real time many, many years ago. Well, only a couple of years ago, your car's two years old now. So just a couple of years ago, like where it grabbed me and still hitting me over the head, like change is happening. Change with her, accept. change with her, accept, change with her, accept. Yep. By the time we got done with college, there was no doubt in my mind that we should stay together. We had experienced so much together. We had always had fun and we had honestly never broken up or taken a break. I had never felt a desire to do that. And so we got married right out of college and here we are seven years after our wedding. I don't regret at any moment the decision, marry my high school sweetheart. And so I do want to encourage anyone who thinks this is a weird choice. I think it really depends on what feels right to you. Even if there are a lot of people that think it's kind of weird because we really did get a lot of discouragement on staying together just because I think that it can be something that people regret. And we honestly... I know I haven't, and I would like to think you haven't either. <laughs> I have not, not one bit. We still had all the experiences that we wanted to have. You know, I, I don't feel like we have missed out on anything. No, I don't either. So now 
here we are, we've really only dated one person. And I just want to say that this makes me really cognizant that we need to be intentional in keeping things fresh and new. This has always been in the forefront of my mind because I never want to be boring to you. And so that has really spurred for me a lot of intentionality in our relationship because I'm, I'm just conscious of the fact that we need to keep things fresh. And I think that's one of the reasons that I love traveling together to new places. Sometimes it's exciting and sometimes it's such a wonderful memory and sometimes it's stressful, but always pushes us outside our comfort zone and makes us appreciate each other's strengths. So I think that's one of the reasons that I've loved travel so much and it's become such a part of our relationship together. I'm trying something new, um, learning a new card game. Like we learned we gin. We did. We learn gin together and where you're always trying to add new stuff in, not at some crazy pace in which like you can't keep up. Like you have to pick out your cadence for your, for yourself, but that it's, I don't think that we have fallen into like, it's Friday night again. This is what we do. And we've kept enough of spontaneity out there so that we don't have to, it's still majestic. What's majestic? you know, spending time with you is still fun. Like we oh, still do something fun. Did you just call fun. spending time with me majestic? Yes, I did. Thank you. Yes. It's still fun. We still do something different. We get out of our own way on a regular basis and don't do the same thing yes. over and over again. I'm thinking that will probably continue to be important as we move forward through many more years. And we learn things together too. Like we still, we learn the new card game. We're learning how to do the podcast. Yeah, we started this project, which has been really interesting for us. Yep. We, and we've kind of followed different interests. We had a lot of conversations about relationships even before we started recording them. So that was us sharing a common interest and diving into something and making sure to be really deep into each other's minds and thoughts too, not just being surface level, but really asking interesting questions and talking about the future and visioning. Those are all things that I also think are important to keep a long-term relationship going. Knowing where you're going together can really give you a North Star to work towards and something to be excited about and a vision together that you're re working really hard to execute. So if you haven't listened to our visioning episode, I would highly recommend that one about writing a 10-year vision because I think that's been a really big part of probably the last few years of our marriage, being excited together for the future. Yep, for sure. A couple quick downsides I wrote in the show notes. <laughs> downsides to marrying your high school sweetheart. Number one, I have no idea how to date. I constantly tell Bud he can never leave me because I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> Neither of us know how to date. It's exactly. a mutually assured destruction. I hope it confirms your feeling that you need to stay married to me. Yes, uh, it Number does. two, I can't sympathize with anyone who is dating. I don't even know what dating is like or dating around or using a dating app. So I'm really sorry. That's something I'm... What's a dating app? <laughs> What's swiping left and swiping right? I constantly have to have single friends explain these things to me and show me. So we've been the old married couple for a really long time. <laughs> yes, we have for sure. And I think that brings to me to a part I want to talk about that 
is a, hopefully applicable on the reason why we're doing this episode around change in your marriage and how things evolve. So we recently ran across this woman by the name of Esther Perel. She's a Belgian psychotherapist, best-selling author of The State of Affairs and Mating in Captivity are her two books. And she has some a couple awesome TED Talks. So we'll link all of this in the show notes. And one of the things that she says at the end of her... TED Talk is that most of us in the West are going to have at least two to three marriages or committed relationships during our lives. And some of us will have them with the same person. And I've heard this. We actually heard it on the Armchair Expert. Dak Shepard asked her about this. And I found it like it slapped me over the head real fast. It was like, I think we're on version... 2.0 2.0 already and of our probably, marriage or our relationship our relationship mm. and are quickly moving towards version you know 3.0 and future versions too because i mean we grew up together we went to high school college early marriage now when we're going to our eighth year of marriage, getting past the seven-year itch that people talk about too. Like there's a lot of roadblocks that we've jumped over or have made it through one way or another. And I think it comes back to that that thought that I've had around change and growth together is the plan over and over and over and over again. And you can't be afraid of that level of change. You as people will evolve and your relationship needs to evolve with that, or it makes it really hard to stay together. If someone is really grasping for the past and the way you used to be as a couple or separately, it's really hard to move into the next stage of your marriage or your committed relationship and be okay with that. And why I love the visioning process that we talk about in a shared at a future or at a past podcast is that that is so future oriented be nostalgic and reminiscing in the past don't be nostalgic and wanting to go back to it there's so many other good things out in the future you can work towards and that is our message together and why we accept change and progress so easily over and over and over again I mean, just in your business career alone, you've morphed five times. You know, I've, and I've kept up with that all along the way. It hasn't been always been easy for you to follow along with that level of change or quite understand what was going on. But I think that you are deeply rooted in wanting to support me in those changes. Yep. That's one of the reasons that change can work in our relationship is that commitment you know, core values come into play here. I'm not trying to plug all of our episodes, but as long as our core values stay aligned or we have really good discussions about what our core values are in this stage of our lives, again, we're staying connected and we're staying on the same page. This level of change really makes me think about intentional practices and open communication. And I think it's, I'm realizing it's one of the most important reasons that we need to be communicating and be intentional so that we're ready for change. We accept it. And change doesn't feel abrupt because we're talking to each other through every stage of making progress and growth. It's not something where 
we're having shallow conversations for months and months. I don't know what you're really thinking or processing. And then you drop something really big on me that I don't expect. So I think that a lot of the intentionality that we have has allowed us to grow and evolve together. And that for me is what it's like to marry your high school sweetheart. Yes, it is. So Confident Couples Challenge, we like to end every episode with some actionable piece of advice that you can take home and use right now. Mine is to take stock in what version you might be in your relationship. And are you happy with that version? Are you looking forward to the future version that you can become? Are you looking backwards and nostalgic and wanting and desiring something you had in the past? And to take Esther's thoughts and that most of us will have two to three committed relationships in our lives. Some of us will have it with one person. And for today, that's it. Cheers to Confident Couples. Cheers. Hey, thanks for joining us for the Confident Couples podcast. If you want to help create more confident couples, share this episode. Post a screenshot on your social media and tag us at Bud and Sarah on Instagram. For show notes for this episode and even more good stuff and advice, head to our website at budandsarah.com. We'll see you soon.